0: I'm going to start with a nice word in Chikas from the Das Moshe. It's a Moshe I'm just going to say a small part of the word. He says on the Pusik, I'm mi midbar matuna, i mi matuna nachliel. So in the words, i mi midbar matuna, he says one Pshat that i mi midbar, the person who sees himself as a midbar, right? A person who's humble, a person who knows that he can't do anything, a person who knows that he's empty like a desert a person who really doesn't think that he has anything uh, special about him, that's the person who gets the matuna, he gets the gift from Hashem. A person who thinks that I have what it takes, and I'm capable, and I'm qualified, and I can do it, Hashem looks at him and says, oh, you can do it, go ahead, let me, let me see what you can do. When a person has the attitude of a midbar, and a person has the attitude of, I, I don't have what it takes, and I'm nothing without Hashem, that's the person who is zoicha, to the matuna, that the Ay-Bishter wants to give him. In so many areas in life, we need this kind of attitude, and this kind of matuna, to get anywhere. I should say, everywhere in life. There are places where it's more noticeable. There are things that a person does in his life where the way Hashem set it up is that it looks like you could do it on your own. A certain capability, it's a certain it's a certain uh, technicality. Even over there we have to remember it's all Hashem, and if Hashem is not helping you and you really think you can do it on your own, everything will get in your way and you won't be successful. But then there are the parts in life, the things in life, where it's, it's obvious that you can't do it on your own. So often I get questions from people about and especially when it comes to and, and, and parenting um, what do I do about this and this issue with my child and sometimes the answer is nothing you could do and people don't like to hear that right? so if the answer is what do I do with my child uh, throwing a tantrum well, I can tell you what you could do I can tell you what you can't do I tell you what you should do but very often it's, it's technical and when you follow the steps most often you get the right results and then the other things of uh, what do I do now and sometimes the answer is nothing you could do so often people that have children that are let's say, struggling with Yiddishkeit or other things, again, there are other things that you could do, because if you want to know which mistakes not to make, or, or what good moves you could make, there's all, it's all there. But if the question is, how do I inject that feeling, or that Yerushalayim, or that seriousness, or whatever, very often the answer is, you can't. You could just, you could just do whatever Hashem let you do, and the rest of it, you know, at the end of the day, you're trying to control someone else's mind and feelings. You can't do that. It's not only with children, it's with a spouse, it's with anyone around you there is so little that you can actually control that's going on in someone else. When it comes to behaviors and external and, and technical and, and things like that, there are more things you could do. There are more things you could do because it's a technical thing you're trying to accomplish and sometimes there are other steps that bring you closer to your goal and sometimes there are things you, you know, that not. But when you're trying to really have an influence on someone and it's depending on how they'll take it and how they'll react to it and how they're going to understand it and feel about it, Sometimes that's where Hashem humbles us and lets us realize that there really is so little we could do about anything. And that we, And sometimes the only thing we could do is having the attitude of imimidber to, to Hashem and saying, listen, I can only do what I can do, Hashem, but I know that I'm, I, I can't control the outcome of this. Please help me. And what Hashem's help we're matuna, And this is about a lot of different things when it comes to parenting. I'm just going to um, read a question and let's see uh, what we could or can't do about something okay. I listen to your classes every week And I really enjoy them I especially enjoy the fact that they are uploaded in a timely manner And I can expect them every Monday morning When I start my work day Okay Thank you for noticing um, I, will, I will mention just because it's being noticed That it's uploaded in a timely manner And consistently that it's not easy um, But yeah It's it, it definitely something that I, I, I appreciate That people appreciate it And I try my best um, I have a question about my almost 8-year-old daughter. She's bright, confident, responsible, and caring. She's also overweight and keeps on growing. Is there anything I can do about it? If not, how can I feel at ease and comfortable with the way she is, especially when I see her eating fatty things? I make sure sure never to single her out about not eating something that everyone else is and let her be normal. I spoke to a nutritionist about the way my family eats and she said we are on the right track and there would be no benefit for her to train me on healthy eating habits. My family is already eating vegetables and fruit, partial whole grain, etc., my husband says if I change over the family to eating only whole wheat, it will be a guarantee that she won't eat whole wheat as an adult. Can I do anything? I feel so stuck. Hanukkah just passed, and I felt for the first time annoyed and frustrated by the fact that she loves eating and the impact it has. Her dress already has a big size, already a big size, got tighter on her. I'm very careful not to express it, and we have a beautiful relationship. How can I happily go to the store now and buy a new dress? Not sure if this is relevant to the question, but there are numerous family members on both sides of the family that are heavy, I wouldn't have said that if I thought it was identifying. Um, I guess that's why I want to make sure I'm doing everything I could. Okay. So, um, before saying anything else, I, just, I don't want to sound, um, first of all, naive. Um, and I also don't want to sound ignorant of, of the issue that, you, that you're describing. So let me, let me say this. This is an issue. It's an issue. A child being overweight, especially excessively overweight, it's an issue. Um, it's an issue both because it's not healthy. It's an issue because it could impact how other girls will treat her or or bully her or you know um, um, shame her for that. It's an issue because at the end of the day, regardless of what I think about it or what other people think about it, it could have an effect when it comes to a shidduch. As, as ridiculous and as much nonsense as some people might think it is, and maybe it is, but at the end of the day, people, people definitely take it into account when somebody's overweight. Can't do anything about it. So I'm not going to make believe that that I'm not I'm not here to tell you. Oh, stop! It's okay. I understand that it is an issue. It's not something that you wanna that you want should be there, or just make peace with and make believe it's okay. It isn't for whatever reason. It isn't. It just isn't. Now, the short answer is just because you're asking, is anything you could do? I want to get straight to the point. Um, my short answer to that is no, nothing you could do. Um, I don't know if that's making you feel very humble and going into the category of imimidber. I'm ready to get Hashem's Matuna to help you with this, but there's nothing you can do. And I'm saying that, um, not just because in general there's nothing you can do, but because based on what you're describing, and that's why I like reading the whole question, you sound like you're doing everything right. You're not hurting your feelings, and you are making sure your family is eating healthy, and you're not obsessing and controlling about it, and you're trying your best to have a good relationship with her. Wonderful. It's, it really sounds like you're doing everything right, and I'm not sure if there's anything you could do um, differently. Any kind of excessive or obsessive methods of parenting is usually not uh, effective long term so let, let's just let's just go into the long answer and explain the different things that maybe you could or can't try but my short answer was that uh, unfortunately I, I wish I would have a better answer for you there's no magic in general there's no magic but in an issue like this there's no magic um, when it comes to weight loss I, I think I once spoke about it actually but I don't remember now but there's no magic if there would be magic there would be nobody overweight and then you would have a, a you know, a big problem with the economy because trillions of dollars are being spent on, on weight loss and if nobody would be overweight, then what would we do? Um, but there's no magic. And the reason why I'm saying this is because so often we get intimidated by certain advertisements or theories or statistics or even, or even success stories. Even success stories. What works for somebody, wow, really? And you get all intimidated, like, maybe that's why I should be trying. Again, you could try it, but there's no magic. So what works for one person or what somebody claims would work doesn't necessarily work. Now, don't get me wrong. Um, I happen to have lost a lot of weight myself, but that's not my point. Um, I'll tell you what does work. When somebody doesn't eat, they lose weight. Guaranteed. It's a guarantee. And everyone knows that. In other words, every diet technically works. The the question is not if it works or not. Everything works. When I say there's no magic, I don't mean that there's no magic way to lose weight. There is a magic way to lose weight. You stop eating. I mean, look at the pictures of the people that survived the war. None of them were overweight. Um, So there's definitely magic, but there's no magic how to get there. And that's, I think, what people are advertising or talking about. You'll eat this in the morning and you'll schedule like that and you'll, you'll stuff yourself with enough lettuce and you'll, you'll do this exercise or you'll, you'll take this pill or you'll you know, put sand in your, in your mouth. You know, there's no magic. There's nothing that works for everyone to get them to the place where they're able to really resist overeating. There's no magic. And that's, unfortunately, even when it comes to um, yourself, when it comes to people themselves everyone's looking for the magic way to make it easier for themselves to control themselves and very very many people I don't have to tell you are not too successful um, certainly when it comes to someone else when it comes to controlling a child or a spouse or somebody you care about so what happens is people get intimidated by the shvigir who's calling and saying you shouldn't be doing that for your kid and why is your kid so overweight why don't you do anything about it as if there's something you could do as if there's something you didn't try yet etc etc right? maybe Shwigger should talk to her overweight kids but you know, you know how it goes anyway now let, let me just throw this in because I always like to make sure that I don't forget to say it. If there's anything you didn't try, anything simple, anything simple that you didn't try, whether it means being encouraging or suggesting or, or giving choices, in, in other words, if you can tell me that, that your child is already eight years old and you never said anything about watching how she eats and it could be she happens to be doing it just because she doesn't realize that she should be eating healthy, then yeah, go ahead and try it. But most often, by the time people are frustrated and by the time people are reaching out to me, uh, they probably tried these things and saw it didn't work. And now they're just wondering if there's anything else they could do. And the answer is no. There, there isn't necessarily something that you could do. And unfortunately, um, you know, it seems like in this case, Baruch Hashem, it seems to be okay. Um, but just recently, I was dealing with a situation where the, one spouse, that's called spouse A, was screaming at the child the whole day for overeating. And because it wasn't working, well, why is it not working? I'm screaming at the child. Shouldn't that be working? Oh, I know why, because my spouse is not screaming alone with me. So now this spouse A is screaming at child and at spouse B for not screaming at child and for being at fault for the fact that the child is not taking spouse A seriously. Not only is that ridiculous, but it's a shame to turn this parenting and chinach issue into a shonba'is issue. I spoke about that many times, to know how to compartmentalize a problem. So if every problem you have with your child is now getting you to lash out at your spouse, forget about the ridiculousness of even assuming that, that if only everyone would scream at a child, then they would really change... But you just make more problems than you already have. And that, that's already pretty ridiculous. So don't go there. Now, I think what's important to understand, and again, I'm, I'm no specialist, I'm no nutritionist. This is not my issue. This is not my topic. This is not my line. You might be better off talking to someone else about this. But I think what's important to understand in general, and it's not only for, for parents who have overweight children, but in general in life, it's important to, I use the word compartmentalize, and understand whose role is what. There's that distinction of. What is your role and your responsibility as a parent and what isn't? If your child has a struggle, as much as you want to help your child with it, as much as you want to be there for your child in general, it's important to remember this is this child's struggle. It can become your struggle. You can become enmeshed with it and look to control it and get resentful and frustrated about it because, because the child's not responding to it the way you want to solve the child's problems. I mean, it's like somebody trying to raise the child's IQ. Or, or like I started off before with, with giving my... I want my child to have more chesheq to learn. There are a lot of things you could do, but you can't control the the outcome and the cheshek and then get frustrated that the child's cheshek level is not responding to your input. Again, it's two different people. Your child is a child and you're the parent. You could help the child with the child's struggle, but it's important to remember, this is the child's struggle and getting involved emotionally. And I know that we all get emotionally involved with children, and we should because we're very connected and very loving, but it, it works against everyone when you get all part of it and worked up as if you have to solve this and it's on you and it's part of you. And it isn't. At Ivan, we're all part of each other, and parents and children are all one, and couples and everything. I, I know, but there's still a certain amount of independence that's very important to to, to understand. Your obligation and your responsibility um, to get your children to eat healthy is limited to how much you could do about it and how much you're supposed to be doing about it. You could offer, you could you could give incentives, you could you could promote, you could encourage, you can make sure that from your end you're offering it and you're not you're not um, 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 you're not causing the damage. You know, overstocking on unhealthy things. You're offering healthy foods. You're giving the good word for it, etc. You, you could do whatever you could do, but that's where it ends. You're not obligated and responsible for anything beyond that. Um, I, I guess I could just spell out a few things of what not to do and what yes to do. And again, I'm not only talking about eating habits. I'm talking about a lot of other kind of um, such issues that, that children struggle with. But like you mentioned, first of all, and yeah, I commend you. And I'm just repeating it: don't single out a child. You don't want to single out a child and make them feel different and treat them differently because they're overweight. And, and, and Forget about not working, it's not fear, and it's, not, it's, it's, not, it's almost never helpful. Um, but even, even more basic, for most people that are dealing with such a struggle, don't try to control what your child is doing. Sometimes people are tempted to control the child because, because the child's young enough and I could control them. So I can tell you, you can't have. If you have, I'm going to give you a patch. You, you, you could do that. You have the choice. You're still in the position where you could. But it's not going to take you too far. Very often you're actually building up a, a resentment and a resistance in the child. Very often this will cause a child to now go steal behind your back or get it somewhere else from the store or from a friend in school. Many people who tried that, and even it looked like they were being successful in controlling what the child's eating, the child wasn't losing weight. And it wasn't coming from some genetics. It was coming from overeating somewhere else. So, so don't try that. You know, Don't... don't um, Punish or criticize, or don't get challenging, don't get controlling, don't get don't get negative. These things don't work. It just puts people down. It kills relationships. It makes your child feel bad about themselves, or bad about you. It does more damage than 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 it than it, than it helps. Even promising money and incentives. I heard this from somebody who was in OA, twelve step program for overeaters anonymous. How a lot of the members would would. Recall with with uh, you know that negative feeling and that that re- resentment about all the promises they got for not eating this, not eating that. Now you would think when you are hearing it, what do you mean? Your parents were so nice to you; they offered you five dollars a day for the days that you don't overeat. That's so nice of them, but the resentment of the control and the attitude—I don't know—this doesn't work. People don't appreciate that. People don't appreciate when there is that kind of you know promises and and, and control. Now another thing Don't turn this It doesn't sound like you are I'm just mentioning it Because sometimes This becomes a focal issue Whenever there's an issue Whenever there's a problem Don't turn it into the issue Don't, don't revolve the relationship Around it I'll, You know Were you holding Did you do good today Wow Wonderful I'll take you for a walk I won't take you for a walk Why do you why do, At some point It just becomes the whole identity Of the child Is how much she did eat Or didn't eat It's a shame You say you have a wonderful Relationship with the child That's wonderful if 95% of your relationship with your child is about everything else and 5% is what could I do to help this child then you're good. And, and it's not a waste of a relationship and there's so much more that could be accomplished and very often that little 5% will also be influenced and impacted by the other 95%. And this is a general issue where whenever there's a struggle it shouldn't become the issue in the relationship. Now if I'm talking about what not to do I'll throw in like I said before don't, don't allow crazy eating and don't overspend on just junk and don't overstock and don't allow a kid to eat a whole bag of cookies. I think that's normal. It's not about being overweight. You shouldn't allow this from anyone. So if, if you're going to allow these things, not that I think you are, I'm just mentioning, if anyone will allow it and say, well, it's not my obligation, it's not my thing, that, that's obviously causing a problem. If you, if you allow anything in your house that's crazy, whether it's, whether it's uh, schedules or other things, obviously if you allow anything crazy, then you might be causing a problem that may have not, 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 not been there otherwise. But as long as... As long as you're doing things normally, you should definitely avoid doing all these negatives. Um, what you should do, what you should do, aside from the things that you're doing, I'm just mentioning again, by offering and making sure it's available, um, you know, and, and even encouraging in a healthy, normal way, healthy eating from all your children, I will say a few things. First of all, you, you, should, you, should, you should encourage healthy eating. And when I say healthy, I mean that the focus in, in, in your home b'chlau, should be about health. It shouldn't be about overeating and about looks and about uh, weight. It should be about healthy eating. You want to tell all your children the same message. You want to eat healthy. It's healthy to eat protein. It's healthy to eat some vegetables. It's healthy to eat this. It's healthy not to eat that. That's called health. You're promoting health. You're not, you're not promoting um, overeating and overweight issues um, um, and things like that. That's that's one. Another thing is that most often a child will somewhere along the way, you know, mention the fact that they're overweight. And maybe you want to do something about it. And that's the right time to do something about it. Some people either either go to one or two extremes when the child says something about, you know maybe I, I want to lose weight or what, what can I do? I want to diet. They either go into obsessive mode about, yeah, that's great. Okay, so you want to diet. so, so, so and You said you want to diet. How can you're dieting? So don't eat that. Do eat this. Come here, do this. And, then, and then, whoa, that's not what the child meant. They, they meant to say they need help. But again, if you're going to take it to the next level and start controlling all over because, they, they, because now they're ready for it, that's no good. And then you have people who do the opposite. child says they want to try a diet or try to lose weight. Oh, yeah, it's not going to work. What are you, what are you going to do? Are you Are going to stop eating two cookies a day? That's not, that's not what does it does. Eh, forget about it. They're discouraging. And they don't show confidence in the child. And when a child says they want to go to a nutritionist, for example, or to somebody to help them, oh, that's so much money, it doesn't work. If you're going to be discouraging. You're not going to be able to help a child when they're ready to do something. You know, you might be, or why do you have to go there? It doesn't help. Let's just do it out you want to work along with what a child wants, not because it's magic, but because your best chances of a child being successful in these areas is when they want to and how they want to. And most often, again, you don't have to dance along every day to a different tune and change diets every day either, or stock up on the most expensive diet. But in, the, in general, being there to catch a child when they want and they feel good opening to you and getting help and being, being encouraging and showing confidence in a child, again, it's not only with overweight, it's with a lot of things. That's what a child who can't get up in the morning, or a child who can't do well in school, now he wants a tutor and he wants to... you know, Being there to promote and encourage when a child is ready is definitely is definitely a very smart thing to do. And and when things work, that's, that's what works. Um, but another thing before that, you want to be there to build this child in any way you could. Whatever your child is overeating, and whatever you try didn't work anyway, the, the typical, see, being nice to the kid, but, but it's not just about, okay, so I accept you, you know, I accept you, you know. It's not, it's not what I wanted. You're a stickle failure, but you know I accept you because I learned that I'm supposed to accept. It. It's not going to help anyway if I don't. You don't want your child to feel like a failure that you're accepting, but the avid child because you don't have a choice. There's so much more to a child than if they're overweight or not or how they look. And it's very important to remember that, and especially when a child is overweight and it's obvious they're overweight and it's disturbing that they're overweight. You have to remind yourself: there's so much more to this kid. And when this kid really feels that you see them as a success and you're happy with them and you see all the rest of them, all the rest that there is to them and you're building them and believing in them and seeing the rest of what they do offer, forget about if that will help them lose weight or not, but that's already so important for a child. Helping a child be dressed well, like you said. Feeling good about themselves. Helping a child shine and being popular and other things that you could do to make them feel good. It doesn't mean that you have to every day buy a new dress and start getting all codependent. Every time they get a little tight in the size, you're going to buy another one. You know, part of that is is feeding a problem. Sometimes it's good for a child to see, you know, it's not really fitting. Maybe you want to do something about it. Uh, maybe you won't look as good if you have to wear your old dress or your new dress or the other dress but in general whatever you could do to help a child feel good and shine and be a success while and, and even if they'll always have a problem um, or while they still have that problem is definitely very important and yeah there are a lot of fat people out there who are very successful very popular enjoying life and working around the problem working around the problem of being overweight and it's misdome one day when they're ready for it and they're committed and they're dedicated enough or desperate enough that's when they'll be helped and it's 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 sometimes like let's call it sad to see how limited you are with what you could do about this. So I hope I'm not sounding discouraging. I hope I'm not sounding like if you have a fat kid, that kid's doomed for life, there's nothing you could do about it. There, like I said, there's all the typical and all the simple and all the regular you could do. But if you if you start doing anything more or when you notice that the regular typical, encouraging and offering and the typical what everyone understands typical means, whatever you may have been trying till now is not working, that's when it's it's um you know, it's time to try something else. And like I started, that this is one of the areas where Hashem shows you, in Midbar Matana, you know, you, there's only so much you can do. You can't control someone else's choices in general. It's important to remember that. When you turn to Hashem and you say, Hashem, please help me with this because I can't do this on my own. And that's definitely something that works very often. So I think the goal is to have a child in general, with every child, with every struggle, have a child feel good about themselves, have a child feel good about you, have a child feel respected and needed and and... and, and fulfilled and, and, you know, feel feel good about how you see them and be there to help them when they're ready for it. I wish mean, I with this attitude, you know, and, and trying to overcome that frustration and resentment and all the other negativity that might be there in the ear, and you know, with the right attitude and with the right perspective and with the right um, connection, we're able to bring out the best of every child and see naches from all our children.